We are back, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Crosby, what are we doing, bud? We're here. We're, We're here. talking smack. Talking smack. I left. Uh, I left the last session. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to it. Travis from Zero Guide Fees. I, I mean, we talked a lot about zerogeguidefees.com, but we did, we we need to talk about some other things. We well, didn't, we, we, we didn't get enough information out of that. We can't go right into that man. first stuff, though. We can't go right into that. So, first thing I want to ask is did you sign up you've had like 12 hours 24 hours well but i told you last night i went to i had an elks lodge dinner i was grossly overserved. <laughs> uh, i woke up this morning and i went straight to work like a good uh conservative does even when you're hungover and then now i find myself here so i have not signed up yet but it is on my phone, the link you sent me. Uh, you've been signed up, what, four years now, I take it. Well, you if, know. If you want to rehash that. I might have somebody on my right here that's going to yell at me, too, over this deal. We got uh, a okay. fourth guy with us today to talk about some big game hunting stuff. And um, his name is Mr. Jared Ellenberger. Hello, Jared. Thank you guys for including me in this. Yeah, buddy. He's a, he's a good friend of ours. He lives over there in the liberal California, but he lives up in God's country in the north part, and uh, we should just split that off and call it conservative. We would love to. California. Exactly. We would love to. You guys exactly. have really no say in what goes on up there. It, it really it really pisses me off when I go to your part of the town, your part of the uh, state, because it is so nice and so beautiful. Yeah. And you you uh, There's a hundred different places where you'd love to have like you've got 20 acres of land in a house and hunt turkeys and yep. shoot ducks and fish and all that stuff. And then you go, California. <laughs> California sucks. <laughs> like, it sucks. It's so State tax and the people that well, Alex, live it. Well, let me tell you, to run a business in California is incredibly tough. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that I'm lucky about is I do have a few friends that have some bigger ranches around there where I can take my kids and go out and chase coyotes, pigs, turkeys, whatever. Otherwise, you're very limited to what you can do. I know, and it, it's it's lame because it really is. Your your part of California is just unbelievable. When we were out there, what were we doing? I can't remember what we were doing. Oh, we were doing that duck uh, banding release program. Uh, yep. And you drive through that whole area. You, you go from a badass forest, you know, with you know big old tall pine trees and mountain lakes and all that stuff. Sorry about that. That Budweiser just cracked open on accident. Uh, <laughs> You know, and then you drop into the to the Butte Sink, I guess it is, and dude, it's oh, tons of rice checks. You know, even when we were there, there's swans flying all around and ducks flying everywhere. And I mean, if you uh, so we went over there what two weeks ago was opening goose, uh, early season goose, and I didn't see one Biden sign from getting on twenty, going through all the little towns on twenty. Dropping into Butte Sink all the way over to Gridley, up 99, not one. There's there's people on the sides of the roads have have little makeshift shops, all Trump stuff, signs and banners and stuff. Not one Biden anywhere. Just all Trump, yeah. all in that northern country. You to reiterate what you're saying on the way here on, on 99, Eric and I, all flags all the way down the yep. side, 99, mm -hmm. all yep. Trump. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come. <clears throat> no doubt. I did... I, <laughs> I, I wonder the same thing because it is I, – I do live in a – I would guess I'm a, I live in a liberal. pretty liberal neighborhood. Yeah. And I I drive by a very liberal neighborhood. And it was funny. Like, there was no signs, period. And now there's, like, four or five Biden signs that have popped up. And uh, it it makes you start to get, like, nervous. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like oh. it, it, number one – How are people that 
Number one. Yeah. It, no, that dude's a. F- <laughs> he is. He is a giant piece of shit. And if you can honestly put that dude's name in your yard and defend anything he's ever done, you shouldn't yeah. be here. Yeah. You the the in the corruption alone. You know he's stealing from us. All of you that I don't think we have very many liberal listeners, but he's stealing from the American public. Shame on us for letting yeah. MFers like that even be around. But yeah, when I see those signs, it just it boils, boils my blood. Dude. So how about that? Uh, I don't want to talk politics. Zero guide today. fees. <laughs> Travis is back with us. He's sitting over there quiet. What do you think? I well, go Biden, huh? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> He no, was, I was. Uh, okay, I guess I your membership just went down. I was high fiving Alec the whole time because, oh no, I'm I'm all Trump all all day long. Oh so. boy, no, that's what I. Mr. Think. Jared, Travis is here. Get yeah, back break to, Jared's heart real quick. Yeah, well, I got to do a little backstory. He's wondering who the hell he is. So, Jared or Travis has been a longtime friend for over twenty something years. Baseball played baseball together with Chad down at UNLV, and. Uh, his dad a very successful guidance surf in arizona from arizona and and uh just kills monster bucks well he's taken over his dad's deal and and still has those running up under some different names and, and things in arizona but he started this thing four years ago came up with the idea seven years ago about and it's called zero guide fees where utah new mexico nevada and arizona for 350 dollars per species or 500 dollars Total for all of them. For all of them. Wow. In each state per year, okay? And for some other fees, he'll do all the tags for you, put them in, all, you know, all the the whole gamut, right? And then if you were to draw first year, he pays for a full guided hunt for you. If not in Arizona, in Arizona, he'll take you with his outfitting business if in in the other three places where he doesn't you get a pick or he could recommend an outfitter and he'll pay for a full five-day hunt for you and the more years you go on so say you're in his deal for five or seven or ten years and you haven't drawn in any of these states it in crews where you get a seven-day hunt or a ten-day hunt based you know there's a breakdown of hunt. so for 90 cents a day basically you join a club or a membership and everybody pays their dues basically and you know this year i might get a tag and your dues paid for my hunt this year but in two years us three paid for your hunt you know somewhere absolutely and so you can do that anywhere and we talked about it a, a lot yesterday and it's really it's it's a no-brainer i mean if you for all the things that he can do for you i was gonna say it's that's a very impressive well, program. Yeah, like. the, the way that I that it it kind of settled in with me, and and Travis is the one that said it. Uh, it's like an insurance policy. You know, you you spend a hundred bucks a month on car insurance, and maybe it takes you not to say it takes you to get an accident, but you know what I'm saying. You don't get an accident for 15 years, but you've paid all that money into it, so they they fix your car. You know, if you want to kill a giant mule deer or elk in Arizona or wherever else on the on the West Coast, you know, you put in for a few years, maybe it's 10 years. Shoot, you could even 20 years. You pay in, pay in, pay in, pay in. And at some point, you're going to draw that tag. And now 
no more fees and like i told him now you can afford a full body mount now you can afford to bring a friend with you there's you know all sorts of things you can do with now you haven't spent that that money on a guide service it's it's truly a it's so, a trick deal so right now if you get into his his deal right 350 dollars a uh, state basically per year or five hundred dollars for every species okay so let's say you're two thousand dollars a year for your four states but let's just say you're wanting to go kill a deer on the strip or kaibab in arizona right and that's 350 dollars, and it takes you 20 years to get that tag what is that that's seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars if you were to not do what do and pay the 350 just put in for your tag by yourself for 20 years then in 20 years, what are you going to do? You're going to pay a guide, most likely, because you want to kill that deer. How much is that guide service? How much do you charge right now? I was going to say for a 10-day hunt, I charge $8,500. $8, in 20 years, it's going to double. In 20 years, so instead of, and your fees don't go up, Jared. Your fees wouldn't go up as far as $350 a year. If you, you lock in right now, you're locked in for that price until, right? Is Am I... That's correct. So you could pay $350 for 20 years, which is seven grand. Yep. Or you can wait till you get drawn in 20 years and hire an outfitter and call around and see how much they're charging. Exactly. And they'll be around 14, 15, 16 grand. So you can save yourself anywhere from 60 to 80% by doing the membership. And at $350 a year, it's so nice. It's what I call, um, it's protected because here's the thing, if the economy start sucking you lose your job you have a baby you got to pay for you got a marriage you got a kid you got to put into college everyone wants to go on a guided hunt and they save all this money on the side if they're going to go to these you know wait 15 10 15 years they all want to go on a hunt so they save all this money well that money always goes to something else oh yeah and so what happened this is recession proof so you paid in your 350 dollars when you get a tag doesn't matter what your economy is it doesn't matter if you get a job or if you don't it's already you've already paid your membership and i'm going to pay for your hunt anywhere you're free anywhere you're ready to go you don't have to worry about what your economy is during that so you sign up with him tomorrow whatever before i probably will yeah we (laughs) talk we we talk we talk about we talk about when and he mentioned get it done by january because you don't want to miss if you get signed up past a enroll you know a tag application application time you can't be set up right because you can't for that year you can't draw a tag and then then get into the deal and say oh right right?" so get it by january put your 350 dollars in you don't draw great next year reoccurring you don't even think about it three years from now you paid you know 750 dollars and he pays a full guide anywhere you want well, what's the deal on this, Travis? Like yesterday, I was supposed to fly to Wyoming on that hunt that was on last year. Too busy with work. We make an arrangement. Something like that pops up with me because I'm a business owner, and I set a hunt up. What happens with that? And I can't make it. Well, you can give back your tag now in Arizona and Utah. Uh, you can give back your tag. you got to be redrawn, and you can keep your points. So if something comes up or you can't go on a hunt, my recommendation is get back your tag um, and then come yeah, get I mean, drawn again. That later. way, yeah, you'd have to wait to get drawn again. You might have to take another little bit. Right. So that's Which is fine because, like I said, I've never canceled a hunt. I did as of you yesterday. You know, I mean, oh. just had to. And that's a great – he showed me a deer, by the way, when he was just yeah. – <laughs> That's a great <laughs> that, that, deer. A great deer. Oh, 205 well, is what well, he's Well, don't, don't start messing with him. He killed – no, I mean, I know he understands his game. No, he killed, what did you say last year? Killed, or this year, whatever, 10 over at Kaibab? We killed 12 bucks over 200 last year. <laughs> no, I, I literally, I Googled, <laughs> I, I Googled you, uh, more your dad, I guess. Not, I don't want to blow your head up while I'm sitting this close to you. No, I, I Googled these guys last night. It's Holy a, I know. shit. His dad. Is his, your dad the guy with the beard? 
Does he have kind of a beard? He's holding. There's one. If you if you Google. Yes, Your last name. Beard and the, He's got a beard. Buck, yeah. Oh my god! Dude. He had buck. the number one in two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen, Jared. He killed his dad. The number one typical deer at two thirty two with his bow on the strip. I saw open, those open, the, yeah. those old school videos they still sell of yeah. your dad too. I saw You saw that? Yeah. So now we know Alex that I wasn't screwing around. No, he yeah. went and Google searched oh, everything I, I, I said to make yeah. sure it was legit. Yeah. You know, North Star Video Productions, a lot all of that. these uh, <laughs> a lot of these guys they tell a tall tale. So I'll tell you man, I, I looked it all up and holy cow, you guys killed some big elk too, man. Oh god, it's amazing. So so that's how this all came to be. So been friends a long time, baseball players, hopefully our college coach for all me, him, and Chad down in Vegas. Freddie D, Freddie Dalmore, hopefully he'll show up tomorrow. He's supposed to. I can't wait <laughs> if he does. He's awesome. But went from baseball and obviously stayed in touch. He went and played pro ball. He's a hell of an athlete, catcher, and uh, got out of that and then just started into the dad's kind of business. And but he, So he's been doing it for 28 years now? 28 you years. just know a little bit about what you're doing. <laughs> so Sometimes. We, so we talked about basically that nutshell of his business yesterday, the, the whole program that yesterday. That sounds like an amazing idea. It, it, it really it's, does. It's insane. Well, I mean, I, the, I guarantee I want to talk to you more about the it. The <laughs> reason why it's, it came about is because guide fees get more expensive oh, every boy. year. And you're eliminating the, the mom and pop guy, the guy who would love to maximize his hunt. If he's suppressed, you've been in for 5, 10, 15 years. You'd like to maximize your hunt. The problem is you're not going to take six, seven, eight grand that you could pay the utilities with and the baby's diapers and all that stuff, whatever, and put it on the hunt. Your wife's going to be like, no. And, and so while there was a big gap between, you know, I'm only taking 3% of the hunters who get drawn out as traditional outfitter fees because that's about who can afford it so there's this big disconnect of like how can we get all these guys who love hunting who want to maximize their hunt with an outfitter that have been putting in for 5 10 15 years how can we get them on board the only thing i can think of is that everybody just pulls in a membership fee of 350 bucks and imagine this table here you put in everyone puts in their 350 dollars and whoever gets drawn that year that 350 gets distributed to the guys who get drawn and eventually you're going to get a tag and that money's going to pay for your hunt. It works so much better. It includes everyone. It's not exclusive yeah. of anybody. Everybody that I know, if you want, you can pay $350 a year. That's 90 cents a day. And now you can maximize your hunt and go with a reputable outfitter. And in these other states, Utah, Nevada, New Mexico, you can pick out your outfitter and I'll write the check for it. Five, six, $7,000 checks I write to the outfitters every single year and the guys love what, it because they don't have to pay what'd you, for it. So Jared, this week, last year, what'd you pay? 250? Worth of guide fees? Yeah, it's over $250,000. Well, last year he paid for guys to go hunt. Well, to nullify your fact, honestly, coming from California, I have not put in for California for years. Why is that? the politics the liber- right. I can't put don't, don't in wanna, where I want to chase mule deer in the northeast corner where I grew up I can't even get drawn so I gave up on it it's easier for me to go out of state I was wow. going to say so for a guy like me that program you're doing I'm listening to I've never heard of but somebody like me that loves mule deer hunting I mean that's my passion I don't even put it in my home state and hunt in my home state anymore wow. so you're doing a good service to people by doing that for people like me that can't stand or don't even get drawn. I can't hunt in my, my right, backyard I grew up in anymore. That, what's you know? crazy is, you, like I said, 350 bucks for 20 years, that's seven grand. Even if the outfitter fees stayed the same 20 years from now, 
you're still saving $1,500 on top, but it's, it's going program. to be 15000 well, by it then. It is an amazing program. Well, and the other thing is you're not, you're not coming out swinging with seven grand you know what i mean like it's overdue (laughs) it's kind of like over time it's kind of like a financing of a hunt you know you just don't really know when you get to do it and you know you might be in that hunt seven thousand groceries a little bit at a time yeah exactly exactly well people are like is this like is it going to escrow do i get it back and i'm like no this is like car insurance if you ask your car insurance company to get your money back because you didn't get in a wreck they'd be like no go pound sand right you know this same thing this is you put in your 350 if you don't get drawn that yet you just re-ante until you do and because the numbers are so sweet and that's what we had to figure out yeah what's the magic number that a guys will do it they can afford it number one and number two what saves them so much money because inflation is going to go up over the next 20 years guide fees are going to go up the guides the gas the food the permits all that insurance all that goes up and the nice thing about once you lock in your membership rate that never goes up until you get drawn so guys are real comfortable with that and because over time it's going to be such a separate because guide fees are going to go up so much and your membership doesn't it's really going to help balance that out and just like he said if you wrote a seven eight thousand dollar check and you're like dang that's a lot of money one hit but i tell you what i spend three dollars every day at starbucks and i don't even know why that calculates out to a year or to five years or ten years but i promise you you'll spend less money in a membership than you will in just coffee because you're going to spend your money anyway somewhere somehow so take that 90 cents a day like clay said Put it, the, put it in the membership and know that in the future, no matter what your circumstance economy is doing, your hunt's going to be paid for when yeah. you get drawn. That's the beautiful get, you thing You have to about get it. yourself there. That's yeah. It. That's it. You just got to arrive. We cover everything. When people, and let me explain this, fully outfitted hunt, for those listening, is everything. So we provide a one-on-one guide, not two-on-one. We provide all the food, all the cooking, the cooking equipment. The camp, it might be in camp trailers, it might be in Kodiak tents, wall tents. All you gotta do is get there. We use our truck, our fuel, we'll, we'll get it quartered up, we'll get it back to camp. So it is really all inclusive. It's fully outfitted as part of your benefit when you get drawn for this. No, it's- and, and is that is that across the board? It, it, if you pull your Nevada tag and you hire, I mean, obviously accommodations are gonna be different, but they're all fully guided hunts, right? Whether you're in Nevada, Arizona, wherever i let you guys decide that with the outfitter of your choice so you talk to your outfitter and you say hey travis is gonna so in other states i uh, let's get away from the days and get more to the amount so what i do in other states for like in nevada i I did for a guy last year on the deer um i he's in his first three years he got drawn his first year so i wrote a five thousand dollar check to the outfitter and now whether he worked out with the outfitter to get seven days guide only or five days fully outfitted i let him work out but the check was worth five grand get whatever you can as a client from the guide work gotcha, out whatever gotcha, deal you gotcha. can so you yeah okay you get paid and then he can Ex- he work out negotiate whatever he wants, whatever he wants. Okay. and i write a check right to the outfitter and uh, some outfitters charge more than others so we're going to do a five day up to five thousand dollars in your first three years if you go a second three years, we'll do a seven day up to six thousand dollars, or we'll do a ten day up to seven thousand dollars on your uh, year six through nine. Right. And anything after that, where you're going to maintain a seven thousand dollar rate, and we feel that you know within that ten to fifteen year range, you should be getting drawn for. Okay, so something. wait a minute. Let me let me say something real quick. I, I think I might say the same thing you're going to say. <laughs> what? I love you. Uh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. That was but, exactly what he was going to say. No, Clay. Clay earlier said if you dry Arizona that you're going to take them is that is that a across the board it's always going to go through 
your outfit business if it's an Arizona tag. I, I guess if you're sold out, you'd have to push them somewhere else. But you try to field all the Arizona uh, hunts yourself, not yourself personally, but one of the benefits. Well, I have 40 guides that work for me, so we're one of the bigger outfits in the state. But what I want to do is take and I and I make this promise to all our ZGF members. If you get drawn for Arizona as a ZGF member, you have first dibs with my service. Everybody booking traditionally, even though they pay more, they get pushed to the back. So <laughs> hey, I book all the ZGF guys that. as far as their benefits because <laughs> I want them to have the best hunts and the best guides. And every outfit only has so many great guides. And then you have your inner circle guides and then you have your... These Spot. guys are good. Yeah, They're not dumb. I mean, they're not like we're giving you a warm body who doesn't know crap about the area. We don't do that with my companies. But I have a guys that have been working with me for 20 years. And those guys are going to get first dibs on my members. So I... And I've had members call me like, hey, Travis, I feel like I'm going to get I'm, I'm going to be sucking hind tent here because um, those guys are paying you seven thousand dollars and I only paid you three hundred fifty dollars. And because I only paid you three hundred fifty dollars, I feel like I'm not going to get your best guide. Right. Because the other guys give me seven grand, which is a normal thought. I mean, that's For common sure. sense. And I tell them, I said, no, what's better for me? To book a guy who's been putting in 20 years, he's going to book with me one time and he's going to walk away forever in my life. Or do I want to give the guy doing the membership that's going to go home and say, Travis got me for $350. He gave me a great hunt. And I want him to tell all his buddies to become a member. So what's better for me? Members are better for me 100%. than that one guy walking away. So who am I going to cater to? The members. Right. 100%. So it works both ways. No, yeah, I, my kind of question was the same as long as his. If I... If I jump into something like that, I'm kind of like personal guy like that. I like my same banker, my mini mark girl, you know, all that kind of stuff. If I jumped into that, I'd want Travis involved. You right. know, I mean, that's just where yeah. I come from. Yeah. Uh, so is that is that the accessibility? Is that we have know, a big outfitting company, and some guys don't like it big, but we've been around for you know thirty five well, plus help years. You can grow. I have a business. You got to grow. Yes, and we have two <laughs> businesses. So, and I I changed the name a couple years ago when I bought my dad out. So it used to be McLennan's Guide Service, and McLennan's Guide Service was really good at elk hunting, and we were known for elk hunting. My dad, you know, that's just what put us on the map, and. And we've killed world records. I mean, we've got probably f seven bulls that'll be in the top 20 in the world. And, but we weren't really known for mule deer hunting. So when I bought it out, I wanted to separate and distinct myself between, so we made Arizona elk outfitters in 2014. In 2013, we created Arizona strip guides. And quickly, Arizona strip guides, our, my goal was to make us as well known on the mule deer as it was on the elk. And in the last seven, eight years, we've harvested more 200 inch bucks than any, any outfitter in the state. But we've really worked really hard to get to that, to that area and to that point. So we feel, if you're a member, and we feel not only is it a great deal, it's because it's going to save you thousands of dollars, but we feel you're going with a really reputable outfitter well, to go sure. You've got so a lot of history and a lot we of do. passion in what you do. Go to I Arizona mean, Strip yeah. Guides and look at it. We, there's 70 plus bucks over 200 inches that yeah. we've killed in the last 20 years. Yeah, I, there's not too many people can you were, say that. You were talking about, do they have to go with Travis? It, in my view, it's not, do they have to? It's why wouldn't they want to? Yeah, that sure. was my question. If I'm going to do it, I want, I want to go with who I know. And I I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. There is a couple outfitters I do use uh, in other parts of the States that know a little better. And I talk to the members, say, you'll be going with them. And they like that. And some guys call me up. There's some outfitters in the state that I can't stand. They've done me wrong. And yeah. I'm not giving them any work whatsoever. Yeah, um, business. What it's it a is. business. So if a member calls me up and says, hey, I want to go with this particular outfit, I'm like, no. Give me a call <laughs> if you want. Not doing it. But I do work with some. As long as it doesn't cost me more than it would to do it in-house, 
I'll work with other outfitters. I don't have a problem with that gotcha. in Arizona. However, do we feel like we can give you the best hunt? Yeah. Sure, we do. So I want to guide all the members we can in Arizona. But outside of Arizona, you know, I want these guys to be able to pick whoever they want fill them out and I'll write the check. I'm just the insurance company writing the check to the auto body guy when his car gets wrecked. My question when I didn't want to say the same thing to you other than I love you, Alex, uh, and I'm sorry for not telling you about this earlier. Yeah, and thanks. I'm sorry for not telling you about this, Jared, now that you're here too. Alex, like his beard got a lot redder yesterday because... Then when I Googled him and saw the big stuff, I got even more mad just so you know. <laughs> uh, my question was, you were mentioning just a minute ago that up to three years was five thousand. Up to what six? Four years to six was five, six thousand, and then seven thousand plus is seven thousand. What happens in seven years? And those people are still paying three fifty because you said they're locked in. Are you betting on the the new members that might have to pay a little bit more? Say if they don't lock in this year, it's three fifty, right? Next year it might be four fifty. Next year because it's a business, inflation, whatever. It's it already is. gone up. So so the next two years it might be the new members have to pay six fifty, whatever right. it is. Are you betting on that money because in six through nine years that outfitting business? his dues are going to be way up than what they are now. And yes. you've inquired so, more costs. So you've inquired more costs. Where does that cost? Do you incur that into the new member? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, yeah, you, so you're always innovative, right? Yeah. You're, you're thinking about ways to do like a referral program. New members pay more money. I mean, it's just, it's got, it's it has to. we started at $200 a month. Now we're up to 350. Yeah. So I tell guys, if you're going to do this, do it sooner rather than later because a year, membership, a year, I was gonna say so, a month. 250 a Jared's year. Jared's out. Yes. No. 250 Still a year. Me. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we do all that. We do the financials and say, okay, what projections or what are they going to be projected moving forward? Yeah. What's the price to cover these guys? Because you're right. $350 is a long to keep that at 350 yeah. over a long period of time is more risk for us, oh, right? 100%. Cuz we're losing money with inflation going up. So the new members coming on board that will be paying more money in more states if we do this grand slam package with yep. the with the bighorn sheep, we have packages. Hopefully that'll offset it. And that's what we're counting on is that it'll offset it with the membership price going up. And new members are already paying. So there's guys that are paying $200 a, a year right now, and then guys that are paying 350 In fact, we were already talking about yeah. New Mexico. So next year, uh, I've had a bazillion questions with New Mexico. Right now, we just do the general hunts. So you apply in the general hunts, it's $350. But I've had, a, oh, so many questions of like, what about the outfitter draw? I want to put in with an outfitter. It increase, it doubles my doubles odds, odds of getting drawn, and I want to know if I can put in with an outfitter and still be covered under the membership. So this year, our plan is to come out with a membership with an outfitter. Now, am I going to keep it $350? No, because my risk is going to be much higher because you doubled your odds. Mm -hmm. So the membership price could go up to 500 could go up to 600 I don't know yet. I just don't see anybody bitching about that over a year's time. They shouldn't. If they do the math, if it you're is exactly a thousand right. bucks a year. If you're yeah. exactly right, if they do the math and they want to say, and I told them yesterday, I told Clay, I said, anyone who doesn't want to do this membership, it's number one, they're a DIY guy, 100%. They don't want help. They want to do it on their own. And I get it. That's This isn't for you. Or you just don't do the math and you want to spend extra money that you don't need to. That's the only two reasons you want to do this program. This yep. is going to save you thousands of dollars whether you draw in year one or year 20. That's just the way we set right. it up. Yeah, I mean, even a thousand dollars 
Like what you said, on the Kaibab, you're guaranteed in six, six years, years right now. Archery guys got drawn 100%. So what's six times 350? Yeah. That's $2,000 $2, about. Yeah. $1,750, whatever it is. Which is nothing compared to go kill a buck like that. Yeah. Not, not, just, then, not just kill a buck, but be guided fully where he has hundreds of trail cameras out there. He knows the area. If you were to come from California to Arizona. You'll spend a couple grand and a couple trips and, scouting. And yeah. gases and scouting. And it takes at least four years to hunt in the same area to understand it. Yeah. At least to even start understanding yeah. it. So you cannot just slip off into your country and then all of a sudden just say, oh, I know what I'm doing. Exactly. Yeah. And I know the worth of a good guide. I was telling Clay, I've been on five or six guided hunts because I understand what we bring to the table and I understand what they bring to the table. Why would I want to try to, yeah. I understand the DIY guy. I, they want to do it on their own. They want to pound their chest and that's great. Fine. I'm not that guy. I'm like, if I'm getting drawn to Nevada, I've already got 15 years of applying for Nevada. I'm doing the archery hunt. I'm calling Greg Krogh from Mugion for, cause I'm hunting in for 231 and there's nobody knows it better. He's proven it. He's killed. Look at all the big bucks he's killed yeah. with his clients. So I know the value of a good guide. Why would I want to go there and try to spend three, four grand understanding it when I can pay that guy, I can do a membership fee for 350 and zero guide fees, pay my member, my whole hunt. And I can go with the best. Um, uh, Greg is awesome. I love Greg, but have you ever heard of a guy named, uh, Bronson? Uh, no, uh, Clay, Clay Belding. <laughs> He's, I, I heard he was oh, the last real. buck he killed scored about a 120. Oh, yeah. All right. he, he showed me a pretty good 200 we're, inch buck. We're, yeah, we're 231. <laughs> What's two? That's down in Ely. No. <laughs> oh, he, he knows. You <laughs> <He> know. <laughs> uh, so, we kind of talked about all this, what we're talking about, just to recap a little bit. But today, I wanted to talk about. The guy that comes from back east, right? He hunts out west. He's used to maybe shooting 150 yards across an open field or a bow, you know, into a corn, whatever it is. We don't do cornfields and all. We can't do it out here. Spot we can't, stock. No, it's spot and stock. And you might have to shoot in Nevada. I mean, 800,000 yards. It's not even, it's easy. You, not not you easy, to, but. You have to build your rifles these yeah, days. Right? So. I wanted to talk about, I've never hunted the strip. I've never hunted Kaibab. My, my uncle Bob was a huge dude. My, my cousin Thomas, you, you know about Thomas Baker. He's a huge guy that, but I've never done that. So I imagine it's a little bit like Nevada, open country, flat, but there's some spots that you got to shoot a thousand yards with a rifle or is it, is it basically the same as hunting in Nevada, the weaponry, as far as your shots? Um, and so it's, it's shooting, what do most people shoot? And do you supply the rifle or do people come with their own stuff? So, good question. So, since I, my membership is based for the blue-collar guy, middle-class, you know, hard-working guy, not the elite, right? So, we have a system set up for the rifle guys who call me. Uh, either they do book a traditional hunt or they book the, the Zero Guy Fee membership. I don't care. A lot of them are from back east, and they did exactly what you just said is exactly what they tell me. Well, we don't shoot over 200 yards. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, here we go. You know, what, what rifle, let me see if you guys know this. Let me ask you a question on when we're uh -oh. talking about rifles. Okay, let's guess. What's the number one rifle? What do you think the most popular rifle is for a guy who's over 60 years old who doesn't hunt a lot? 30 on six. You got it. <laughs> I was going to say it's a 30 caliber. 30 <laughs> on six every freaking or time. Or 270. 30, 30 on six, six is by it, it far. It depends how your dad raised you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I'm a good yep. boy. I'm if a good anything boy. over, uh, you know. Have you I, ever heard of Clay Belding? Greg yeah. <laughs> hey, Greg, have you ever heard of Clay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have Clay guide me for the, my uh, Nevada Sorry, Hunt Greg. Everyone. 
Um, but my number one rifle is like, I got a 30 odd six. I bought, I bought 1970, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and that's 30 odd six is fine. It killed it's, more deer than any other rifle. Absolutely. And it'll drop, you know, like a rock after 300 yards in, yes, in yes. today's. And it's not necessarily about the caliber as it is to me. It's about the glass that's on top of it and about where you're aiming, the where accuracy. you're shooting. The accuracy, right. So 30 odd six is fine. If that's your rifle of choice, fine, bring it out. My biggest thing is every time it's like i've got an eight power scope you know and i'm good out to 250 yards and i start laughing in my mind because i'm like these days yeah that's the boys from arizona you're gonna have that bull across the canyon or that buck across the canyon that thing is going to shot out from underneath you if you can't shoot 800 yards because yeah. everybody else can and when i tell them that they're like what you know i don't even know that's possible they're just a little bit older i gotta pick Go up my pick boy from school up. every day i told you this story yesterday i always forget my boy at school so i have to set an alarm every day but i think nicole's getting in. i was gonna say nicole's got that covered <laughs> that's if sad not, if not we'll text erica yeah. that's sad <laughs> God, I, I, do i have a kid oh no yeah, oh i forgot about my kid it was sad i was really bad especially when he was <laughs> like kindergarten first grade I got calls the first three weeks of school. Clay. Are you his dad? Yes. Clay. Your boy's uh, sitting on the curb. Yeah. (laughs) Please come pick up Chase. Anyway, Chase, I love you, buddy. Anyway, um, yeah. So what we did, and I don't know if you guys heard of uh, Ryan Hatch with Muley Crazy Magazine. Uh, So Ryan has a really good system, and I've hooked up with him, and I lead all my clients, whether you're a member or not, I lead them, especially for back east, and you don't have a long-range system set up. I talk to every one of my potential clients that book with us, and we've booked 75 guys this year, and every one of them, I say, listen, what are you shooting? Because I'm going to ask them. And if I don't feel that it's good, I'm going to send them to Ryan. Because Ryan's built a really cool system for the blue-collar worker. If you don't have six or $7,000 to put on, into a rifle, which most guys don't, I'm doing the membership, which is great. But what he does is he takes, for example, I have a 7 Magtica that shoot unbelievable for a you know, manufactured rifle that's not custom. And he puts a scope on it. He puts a Leopold vx5 on it 18 power he shoots it out to 800 yards for you he sights it in for you he cuts the turrets for you and he mails it to you ready to shoot out of the box where you don't have to go to the range and sight it in for a 7 mag tika he'll do that for 2500 bucks that and you is keep your, the gun oh yeah the it's yours he's buying that 2500 when he mails it to you it's ready to shoot a thousand yards out of the box it's the best system. It's very ac- It's so accurate. I've got, in fact, I carry the seven mag for my hunters because when they come with a thirty odd six and they have an eight power scope, I'm like, no, we're going to be using this gun. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, it, I mean, it comes down to ethics, is right. I mean, they want sure. they, they want to be, you know, like you said, pounding the chest with their three hundred ma- or the thirty odd six, trying to shoot that far, trying to oh, he's at eight hundred yards. I'm going to hold over. I'm going to guess. I'm going to hold Why over guess? sixteen inches. Absolutely no not we, today. We, we talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago with with my brother Clint that would you rather have the best glass, the best bullet, or the best, best rifle? And then we all agreed on the glass because, I mean, we shoot Federal, we shoot Benelli rifles, and we shoot Vortex. Great combination. And it's never failed us. But when, when a guy comes and says, oh, I'm going to hold, oh, you know, it. We grew up on we grew up to, on a Tasco scope, yeah, yeah. eight yeah. to twelve Tasco or a Weaver four power. Yeah, yeah. Put, you put, might you put, might shoot put off an a leg. Is over his you, back. Yeah, you <laughs> might shoot off a leg, and you might have to shoot off this. But when you can do like you're saying a custom turret, and you go, you know, you go dial in and, 
you hold it perfect and you're done. Like my nephew, he's he shot, we practiced out to 800 yards on his elk and I said, I never would let you shoot that far. But when you get back to 300, 200, 100, whatever it is, you could do it with your eyes closed. Kind of like shooting a bow. What do you practice bow hunt? 100 yards, right? You Absolutely. probably shoot 150 yards and when you come back to 20, 30, 40, it's, it's nothing. nothing. So I said, I never, that, that picture right there behind you. Never sh- never let you shoot over 800 yards, but knowing that you can, and he did unbelievable at it, we ended up shooting his elk at 178 yards, and then he just drew a uh, Nevada antelope this year, and we killed his antelope at 437 yards. That's awesome. And I was taking the vortex, boom, he's at this, boom, mm-hmm. just kept dialing and down. I said, turn another dial, boom, no, he's at this, turn another one, boom, turn another one. Got it, he stopped, boom, and I, sh- I showed you the video, it was dead in four seconds. Yeah. Took, well, his optics, ha- took his heart out. And that's optics. Important. The when most important a- thing. You could take a 270 kill an elk where you hit it and the optics will do it. 100%, and it's, not, and it's not just in the killing either, it's in the finding. Yeah. Because we talked about yesterday, the most important thing is being still and finding that ear twitch at a thousand yards or the you know the horn flash whatever it is and he he alex asked him yesterday what can give me one tip about glass he said put your glass on a tripod because if you're in any bit of movement at you know past 400 yards let's say or 200 yards you're moving you're not going to catch that flash of a because you're moving but if you're rock solid you you has a very good point sorry Trent. go ahead alex no i was just going to say that it, it I actually tested it out last night. I was looking at my neighbor's window and by well, hey. putting it on that tripod. <laughs> Let's back up, Alex. What were you looking at? Not your neighbor's window. No, no I wasn't. Oh, okay. No. I had He's a buck nice, last you year. Caught, you caught some movement. He's you? a nice guy. He doesn't care if I look. <laughs> what, kind, what kind of flash did yeah, you catch? Yeah, what kind of movement did you get? But ranging right and dialing right is very important. Last year in Montana, had one of the best bucks I've ever seen in Montana. Had a 28 nozzler, custom built dialed in my brother ranged him we were moving and running too much he ranged him at a thousand he caught the little knoll right below him i dialed in as a thousand i watched the vapor trail go right in his belly he was at 1100 yards i just won one more click he was dead but we ranged him wrong Hmm. Well, yeah. a thousand yards that's, that's easy to do right yeah. that's what yeah. i'm saying but we'd been running up this ridge and we had yeah. been leaning on, on on tripods and trying to hold the rangefinder and out of breath and all that so you're very correct it's very important and you to know it's right you now. know it's really good at uh making you a good shot is hunting coyotes absolutely because coyotes their their kill zone is four Tiny. inches three i mean I, I take skin them out their yeah. their body is eight inches at the most yeah kill zone is even less than that obviously and so to be able to shoot a coyote we like to shoot them in 100 yards in we don't shoot them past that unless we miss them at you know 50 and they go off running and now alex has to or i shoot miss them with a shotgun and then alex shoots them on the run because i do that a lot um but (laughs) but coyotes it makes you a damn yeah, better hunter. Absolutely. I mean, because you literally, if you, and shooting squirrels too, squirrels um, you know, th- small targets. You think the whole philosophy of what, a, uh, aim, aim small, small miss small, small, right? Yeah. And it, you go, if you just practiced on an elk target or something that's, you know, a kill zone of two feet, kind of, ba- not a kill zone, but you could hit it at two feet. Well, you, if we don't it, get excited about what we do, because it's pretty exciting to pull down on the big game. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you don't get excited about it, so you got to have the practice to go with it because your nerves are already up a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, you're already pretty wound up. There's a big yeah. buck or bull in front of you. And that's that's why the, you just said, you, you know, the, the one shot, the kill. To me, I, I'm kind of changing the whole subject, but when you want me to just think of the, the, the hunt, 
truly, truly the hunt. What is the most, the, what is the best part of the hunt for you? Camaraderie. The kill, the, the, the pull the trigger is a tenth of a second, right? You practice, obviously you practice and you, you get good, able to shoot a, an animal. That's a lot of practice. But as far as the hunt goes, that kill is nothing to me. People I'm with is who a lot of times is, well, not a lot of times. That's what it is to me. Yeah. The stories behind it. I can go back and talk to the people, the friends I'm with, the good people. And, I'm with. and to prove that when you tell a story of a hunt, it's not, I pulled the trigger at 800 yards. It's, no. It's everything else. That's the last thing that you say. Right. Everything else is oh, man, like Chance. Chance, he's 16 years old. He killed an elk. He had to pull off Basil Hayden because Alex brought a bottle of Basil Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> His dad served us rotten uh, salami. Yeah, rotten salami. And we had to wash it down with Basil Hayden. <laughs> and so that's the things that, you know, for me that, that talk about it. And... Uh, well, from a guide's perspective, yeah. What, I was going to ask you, from a guide's perspective, you want to be successful and get the biggest and work hardest. But what is, is it for you? What is the biggest thrill? It is. It's, and I hate to say it because it's a business for me. Yes. You know, obviously, killing big elk and deer, I get more nervous. In fact, this year my hunter killed that two ten with his bow, and I'm watching the deer. And we did a lot of. He ended up killing the two ten, um, spot and stalking, but before that that bigger buck had come into the water and we had put him on water and I seen the buck coming into water and man, I was more nervous yeah. than he, I guarantee I was more nervous than him. And I'm a thousand yards away looking through glass and the bull, the buck's walking up to the water and I know he's sitting there, right? Yeah, and no, I'm no, like, no, oh my no. gosh. I'm don't like, smell my him. heart don't is smell him. Don't make a sound. Don't no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm just watching the whole thing. Like, is he going to get a shot? Is he going to get all the way to the water? Is it, why is he not shooting yet? You know, and this, you're, I'm more nervous than he is, and that is why we do what we do, right? But, but do moment. you? But do you? Do you? How do I put this? As a, you know, it's a business, right? Oh, so, I'm like, you better freaking kill that thing because I can put that thing on Facebook and Instagram. So, and I so, book twenty five thousand dollars more the hunts <laughs> next year. So, so as a business, yes, <laughs> if I I'm get, being honest, no, one hundred percent, I get that. And business is business. I love it. Um, but it does a. Does it take the thrill out of a little bit? And do you get more excited as a guide of your client killing a 210, 30, 40, whatever, or yourself if you were to lucky enough to draw a tag and work hard and kill? What, oh, where's your, that's a good question. Where's your excitement? Is it being a business owner and working hard to get your client that or, or getting yourself guy, that? Client, or a personal hunter, yeah. Let me ask Jared. Jared just went out and had to go. Uh, he's drinking a little too much beer and... Uh, What's that? What's that sound? They're blowing the wing blower. We're having a big birthday party bash, and we're cleaning up, but we're talking here. Uh, my question to him, as being a guide, as an excitement level of the hunt, do you get more excited and thrilled as a business owner that your client killed a 230 because you get to promote that as your business, and your business is going to be better because of that, or as a personal level, if you were to go kill a deer that's 230, the excitement that you feel? I've never personally have felt more joy in my hunting career, two aspects. My boy Chase killing his first coyote six years old and my nephew killing that elk. Well, on the seventh day, I've never personally felt more joy yes, absolutely. the other people absolutely. being successful than I ever would. Well, what I was going to say, what you didn't mention is the third thing to that is having your kids kill yeah, yeah, yeah. something and you be a part of that. Yeah. Hands down, my kids killing, Yes, it was the biggest thrill. Biggest. My daughter 
killed her deer or her buck or her bull or her antelope and that, buck. And that could be a hundred inches. And I gave her my tags. Yeah. I drew the tags in Arizona. You can give your tags to your kids. Really? Up to age 18. Whoa. I gave her my tags away. And when she shot those things, I was like... Amazing. That's number one for sure. What do you feel? I think it's a no-brainer that Easton came to me a while back. He does not care. He wants to kill bucks. He's just... I got him with 243 I'm starting to put together. Um, Who's Easton? My son. Oh, okay. I thought you meant Easton's hunting journal. No. Yeah, Easton, my son. He's um, dead set on smacking beaks and killing bucks. And so, yes, to answer Clay's question and, and to reiterate what you're saying, I think that if I had to give up my trips that I'm doing. If I had to stop for a couple of years and taking off and doing my mule deer hunting to make sure that my son is happy doing that, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Let, something sparked my uh, mind. D- Sometimes, you know, if you, they say if you do what you love, then you really don't work. But sometimes the, the opposite of that can be true. You obviously grew up hunting. He told us yesterday his dad got him a bow when he was like 12 or whatever, right? So Right on has, your dad's heels. Yeah. Has, has guiding, has it tainted you at, at any level where you get tired of it or, you know, you, you wish you could go back to just being a hunter? You know, are you still enjoying you know being a guide and going out every day of the season and even though you're not you're maybe you're not pulling the trigger anymore maybe you're not you know slinging the arrow anymore has there ever you know there there are there times that you just go you know i'd rather just go back to being a hunter i'd rather has just it go became back to, a business yeah has it become a business to you um Ooh. good question Freddie D, what do we got? It's 50-50. It's got to be. I mean, you got you to gotta be a businessman no I, matter what. I love being able to go on the strip in the Kaibab in Unit 9 and 10 every single year and get to hunt vicariously through my clients. That is so Cause awesome. Because hunting is hunting. Hunting is hunting. And the feel of accomplishment that I took my hunter, like I've got a giant buck right now for a 15-year-old client and his dad. His, the 15-year-old has the, the tag. And man, this is our target buck. We're gonna go try to find this buck. And if he kills this buck at 15, I'm gonna be <laughs> stoked for two reasons. Why, 15 years old, and to get this done will be awesome. And number two, it's gonna look good on the website. I mean, it's but gonna not, book other hunters. But. So I, but, but the question to that is that <laughs> most, not most, there's going to be the other side of the thought process that of, I want to kill him myself. No, 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 no. <laughs> I do. At fif- I do. <laughs> where does he go oh, from fifteen? You don't. That's, because you go down. Kill, if you, you go down. Yeah, because you're killing stuff at two thirty, forty, whatever it is at fifteen. Does it take the joy out of killing a one eighty or a one twenty? Because so. now, because I'm in. I've started. Let me get that. When I when I first started hunting, it was the kill. I loved being out there with my dad and my brothers and the hunt. I didn't care. I just wanted to be successful. But if I wasn't successful, that was fine too. I was out there with my family and it was awesome. It was an experience. But then I got into the point of trying to be so good at hunting to find the biggest animal. Not that I was a trophy hunter, but I wanted to to take that mature buck or whatever you want to call it, right? But now I've regressed in that thought press process to where I don't care. I I have an elk tag, November 21st. I want to kill the biggest elk I could. But if I killed a 350, would I be pissed? No. 
Still good. Because I'm, I mean, I'm even at a 320. I I don't care. Even if I said, because I'm, I'm quote unquote a professional hunter, right? Because we do it for a living. We, you know, we're kind of in the same boat as you as not a guide, but we do it on TV, right? Or coyotes professionally. And I'm supposed to be a good hunter. I think if right? you're passionate about what you do, it doesn't matter. Like you, you're, to answer your question, if you love mule deer hunting, if it's a 150, 180, 210, yeah, it if you're passionate about chasing mule deer And that's then, the thing. And then hunters, especially with how Facebook and Instagram, instant gratification is, look at me, I killed a limit of ducks or geese or the, the, a 240. Or, uh, I've regressed in that thinking or that thought process to where, yes, I do want to be successful, but if I'm not, I gave it my all. I killed the 320, and I'm okay with that. And and for the people to come on and say, oh, you killed a 320. Hell, you suck. You should have killed a 400-inch bull. <laughs> because of your living. Screw you. Yeah. I was out there with my freaking family, my best friend, Alex, and I freak, you know what it is. Oh, we need to talk well, about that after this four-year delay. And get oh, sorry. Out. I don't know. My friend, my, acqu- my acquaintance. No, 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 no. We're still best friends. I just don't know if I'm going to go on your elk hunt now. I might, oh. I, you, you kind of hosed me out of four years. I might be four days late I'll here. I'll be your best friend from a distance. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Sorry. My pack ain't going to fit right this that's year. That's what I'm talking about right there because I know he'll be on my hunt. <laughs> and I know, I know he'll be helping me pack off whatever I kill off the mountain. And that's what it's about to me. But not, that's what, not that he's packing a 400 inch off for me, but I know that my freaking family is the there stories. with me and I get to tell this. Well, I, I do, it's 28 years of doing this, Clay. I've done, I, I, you meet all kinds of people, all kinds of personalities, all kinds of people who definitely have different goals. Mm-hmm. Some people it's, it's about the hunt. It's, you know, I've had guys put in for 22 years on that strip hunt and go home without even pulling the trigger because yeah if they didn't see what they wanted they were fine going home without anything oh. and then i've had people be able to you know have set goals like guys that say i've killed a 220 buck and if i don't kill anything bigger i'm okay going home without it and then i've had guys who killed a 230 buck and said hey if a 185 190 gets in front of me and he, gets, he presents me a shot <laughs> i'm shooting him because it is about experience i deal with all the gamuts oh and i would, I would imagine that you do because a guy from Pennsylvania who's used to shooting a 120 inch whitetail getting to experience a Western big game hunt and shooting a 150 or 200, whatever it is, that's, I mean, you can't even talk about the excitement. And so you live, uh, you live vicariously. So if that hunter, person, really if that person is excited and say, yes, I then I'm ca- excited. I'm, Katie, Stan, pumped, pumped. Dave Stanley and one of our best friends, one of the best hunters I know all around his daughter, drew a sheep tag here in Nevada when she was 16 or something, 17, first thing. And she went out and they found a, like a 180 go. And she says, I'm not going to shoot it. It's not pretty. <laughs> she shot, ended up shooting, I, I, you know, my numbers may be off, but they she ended up shooting a, like a 155 or something because she thought it was cute and pretty. So as an outfitter, that's fine. If that mm-hmm. client is so happy to shoot that 180-inch buck or 130-inch buck or 220-inch buck, as an outfitter, I'm going to be happy for whatever my client is wants to do. If he gets a 230 and, and that's what it is and, and he wanted to shoot a 180 and I got him, a, you know, worked hard and we found a deer that was he was able to kill a 230 or whatever it is, great, fine and dandy, all ice and, you know, cake, ice on top of the cake, whatever that saying is. Yep. Alex, is that mm-hmm. it? Thank you. But as, I mean, in general terms as hunters, 
it kind of goes to the fact of do you shoot traditional bow recurve compound you know open sight muzzle loader rifle scope whatever it is Probably the same thing as do what makes you happy hunters, 30 out six or a 300 hunters or <laughs> hunters right we shouldn't bag on hunters if they want to shoot a 110 and, and bring it home because they're feeding their family or if they want to shoot a bow and bring it home with their family or, or three the best of the best rifle that you can ten thousand dollar rifle i don't care if you want to spend your money on ten thousand dollars on a rifle or two hundred dollars on a 30 out six from kmart fine and dandy i don't care and if i want to go shoot a doe great if i want to go shoot a 110 inch buck great hunters well, we all need have to goals. stick together and we have goals and That's we what have I'm all goals and you can't cite somebody because his goal is different than yours you shouldn't judge it and say you know what that sucked he drew a strip tag put in 20 years and he killed a 185 buck baby that's what he wanted to do yeah. and that was hey. fine with him he's going to go home and watch the buck on his wall for the next 25 years yeah. you're not and i i i told the guy this year i'm like Yes, there's a lot of giant deer out on the strip last year. Last year was one of our best antler growth years ever. Everybody was killing big deer. But just because everyone's killing big deer out there, it doesn't mean a thing about your hunt and what you're going to look in the wall. Because when people walk in the wall and they see that buck, and that's a conversation starter, they're not going to say, well, how many people killed big bucks during your hunt 100%. that were bigger than this? They don't freaking care. They're going to look at your deer and go, wow, that's pretty impressive. That's awesome. What did Alex just say on, his, on our hunt? On a 16-year-old kid that killed an elk tag, what was his first thing? His dad served us rotten uh, yeah. jerky or something. <laughs> yeah. That salami. was the story. Salami. No, I'll tell you. Know, you. That's the stories. My dad, uh, my dad never drew a, a bull elk tag his whole life in Nevada. You know, he's been hunting since he was whatever, 12 years older, and uh, he drew one whatever it was now 10 years ago, and he hired an outfitter, and we all got to go with him, and. Uh, he watched this bull the night before his tag opened up they were watching this bull and they were fighting it was an early uh rifle tag and these two bulls are fighting 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 and uh my dad says i want to i want to kill that bull you know and it was a big bull well we go down to get where he was and and uh that next morning he comes coming in and he's broken off uh like three of his freaking horns right and he's coming down right in front of my dad and i go oh times i go i go daddy he, he's all broke to shit now don't shoot him my dad goes oh i'm shooting him and i go what <laughs> he, and he goes last night he goes i watched that bull all night fight that bull he's got to be the stud of the mountain if he's still out here i go yeah but he's all broke up he goes i don't care safety goes off boom be done I, I go, yeah, you know, first day of the hunt, and he goes, man, I, I I like that bull, man. I saw him all night fighting, and Mark, I, love I don't you, care buddy. if he busted his horns up, dude. I don't care. That's the yes. one I wanted. And you know cool. what? And that's his trophy. Yeah, and that's what he matters to him. It, that's kind of reiterates yeah. what Clay says. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's one twenty, three thirty, whatever. And, and and you don't want to, you know, like you said, you, you're going to look at that on the on the wall every day, and you don't want to have, and you know, if you got a four hundred inch bull up there that you had a terrible experience getting, right? You're out with a guy that's busting your ass and making you freaking do yeah. things you don't want to do to try and get his instagram story you know pumped up and then yeah. now you, every time you look at that bull it's a negative experience yeah. that sucks you know you you, you yeah. that's something that you don't want you and, know and, and that's why i think one of the reason why you're talking about trav is the do it you know do your diy guy do it yourself is because you hear the horror stories of oh. of of outfitters you know, you you there's outfitters out there that are give me your money garbage. and screw you garbage, just oh, yeah. just bullshit. And so that kind of, you hear those stories, and 
I've never been on a guided hunt ever. I've always learned and you know, growing up with my dad, he was an unbelievable hunter. And people ask me all the time to guide them. Not saying I'm a good hunter, but here in Nevada, we've killed some shit over the past couple of years that Les Nesbitt says that he's killed 29, he has the super slam, right? That's super slam? North American slam. North American slam. And he says, if I had to do it all over again, I would want you on every hunt with me. Just to show him, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm saying, like you're, I'm a do-it-yourself kind of guy here in Nevada because I grew up. I could go in northern Nevada, southern Nevada, no clue. I would, I would, I would have to hire a guide, have to. But northern Nevada, I feel that personally, I know it so good and have hunted it for. I'm 42. I've been hunting it since 35 years, 37 years. Not knowing when I was five years old, knowing anything, right? But you were there. But but I was there. I've been hunting in that area. I know I could be blindfolded and put you to a sagebrush if you told me to, right? Kind of deal. Not to say I could find the biggest animals, but over the years, I've learned some stuff in northern Nevada. So in northern Nevada, I think I'm as good as any guy could ever guide me. Anywhere else, I'm all for guides. Yep. Because... You don't have you the time. Pay. I don't have the time. I've never done it, but I grew up in northern Nevada, and I know it exactly like the back of my hand. So anywhere else, I have to hire a guide. If I want to be successful, not successful, but if I was the guy that wanted to be... If you're going to take time to go do that. Go do it and want to kill a big animal. I'm that kind of guy. Because if I'm a do-it-yourselfer and I don't care to kill a 200 or a 120, and it's more about that... Then you're going to go down I'm there and do it yourself. I'm going to do it myself because I'm going to shoot the fr- kind of first thing or second thing or whatever it mm-hmm. is. I might try for a big animal for the first three days and then, oh, that okay, I'm going to kill that because it is. But if I'm a, a trophy, per se, hunter, I might go with a guide. But there's people that go with guides that aren't trophy hunters as well because they have, like you're saying, their own goals where I'm back east and... I want to come out there and I don't know anything about it. I'm going to go with you and I might shoot a 150 well, inch deer and that's their that's their trophy like you're saying and it's awesome. You you take for granted that you've got a core group of people that'll go with you too. You know what uh-huh, I mean? So 100%. There, there's many people in the world that they don't have a, a, a couple friends to go with them. So you're not going to go kill a bull elk by yourself. You know what I mean? You're, or you're that guy in California that can't even get drawn or can't even do nothing. Right. <laughs> and you don't want to pay big money. That's where Travis's program comes. Exactly. 100%. You know, so there's a, and that's a cool, we were, t- we, you, you know, you're coming in kind of obviously a day late, but we talked about that where the guy who in Arizona has been putting in for th- 30 years and hasn't gotten drawn. Hell, now I want to go hunt because I'm 75 years old and I can't go do this and I might not never get drawn. I want to go with this guy and I'm going to go kill something and, and be done with it, you know. Pretty amazing it, program. It, it's and it's an insane program. And if you just if you if you're love to hunt and you're put, been putting in for all these years to to all these different states, let him do it. So it's 350 or 500. Jared, just go over one more. 500 for per state for all the species 350 per species if you want to do one species like if you're just a mule deer hunter 350 if i'm just an elk hunter 350 but if i i want to get something in all these states 500 nevada 500 this 500 new mexico whatever it is right that's per year per year so if i want three states two species thousand bucks a year well yes but if you're going to do two species it's not any additional money out to do the rest of them 
So you might as well do all of them. It hedges your bet. Sure. What, what happens if you draw an if elk you and wanna... a deer in the same Ooh. state? I'll take you. You get full two Both. fully outfitted hunts. No shit. I've done that several times. Are you kidding wow. me? See that? I've done that several times. I so, had a guy two years ago kill. He shot. A, he got a rifle elk, early rifle elk, and a late rifled mule deer. Wow. And uh, he came out, and we paid for two fully outfitted hunts, and that was just wow. two two years so ago. So he got twenty some thousand dollars worth of stuff. Yeah, and he killed a, a two hundred five inch deer, and the biggest deer wow. he's ever killed, and he was almost eight years old. So he was <laughs> oh, he was sure. stoked. So you you do something like that, right? You you, you put it into this. So I mean, you just got to do it. I don't even. I'm not trying to push people well, to. I can't wait to get off this microphone yes. so I can talk to you more about I, it. I'll be, no, I'll I'm be not, writing him I'm checks not, here in a I'm little bit. I'm not trying to push people <laughs> to your service, like you say, because. It's not for everybody, but for the person who wants to hunt. And here's another thing. The mentality of a do-it-yourselfer or a, or a guy that can't afford a hunt, like you're, like we've been talking this whole time, that wants to go with a guy but can't afford it. And they see the guide putting up a 210, a 230, a two, a week after week after week after week because that's their job. You know, they go and find the biggest deer for their clients or elk or whatever it is. That's their job. So instead of talking shit to the outfitter about the outfitter or about the game, this gives you the opportunity to be a part of that team, part of that. And to, I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to be a part of this in four Western states and probably going to expand to other states like Wyoming and Colorado, eventually start small, grow, get a niche, you know, make sure your business is solid, right. grow it. And then we can grow to other states. It's going to grow. You're going to be successful in what you do, Travis. I love it. But it's a great program. But right now, if you want to get involved, uh, you should three fifty a year, like you're saying 90 cents a day, it's stupid. Well, I mean, our it's biggest complaint, Clay, was always, and uh, my biggest complaint is, love to use an outfitter, Trav. I'd love to have you guys guide us, but you know, those guys, they have all the money, and I don't got nothing, and yeah. I'm just going to have to do it myself. I mean, I've heard that over the years, over the years, over the years, and it's like, finally, I have put together, we came up with a way that anybody can do this. It's awesome. We're not excluding anyone. If you can't three if you can't afford three hundred and fifty dollars a year, you shouldn't be hunting anyway. You shouldn't be up hunting your rifle anyway. or the bullets you're using. Exactly. Yeah, you, you should need to give up <laughs> hunting no. altogether. Yeah, it, right? You're you not going be, hunting. You should be camp cook. You should be camp cook. You should be getting paid to go hunting. So <laughs> the price point at $350 includes everybody. So now I don't want to hear any more crybabies. I don't want to hear anyone crying out there that like, oh, I can't go with an outfitter and those rich guys are only get to do it. Yep. And that's why they killed the big elk and the big deer. This program takes care of all of that. 100%. So now there's no excuses for you not to be able to maximize your hunt in these western states to go with an outfitter. Does an outfitter guarantee you a big elk or deer? Absolutely not. It, but it does increase your chances. It increases the odds. And that's all you're doing by trying to, when I say maximize your hunt, yeah. that's part of maximizing your hunt is to get help to get outfitters, to get people that know what their crap they're doing in those areas to better your odds of getting drawn. At the end of the day, guys, we know it's hunting. And hunting is hunting. You're not buying a product off a shelf. You, just because you gave me $6,000 doesn't mean you get anything in return. No, nope. It's hunting. You're paying for your hunting. scouting. Especially, <laughs> yes. in, like we talked about yesterday, where uh, the moon is wrong or the ruts. It's so hot it's they haven't rutted. It's... 
we want to show off our guide skills in a rutted hunt i want to know i want my guides that really call good they know how to score they know the area they know how the elk move they know how to uh, call in a bull or they know how to work a bull we'd love to show off the client and when the elk are bugling and cooperating yeah our guides look awesome yeah and the bulls come in and they clients get to pass or shoot or whatever they want and like this is the best hunt ever when it's like this year and you don't hear a bugle and you can't show your skills off you can't call you can't do any of that bull crap and the hunter doesn't see an elk for five days we look really bad a little bit. and they don't have a good hunting experience and there's nothing we can do to but, help that but, but a they, normal ethical hunter will understand that yes but not, only that, not only that <laughs> not only that not only that but if not only that but if that same hunter who's bagging on you because of that shitty hunter and i'm not gonna you're the worst ever and go bag on you and whatever if they booked with any other outfitter it would be the exact same, same thing. thing and but they would have paid ten thousand dollars for that miserable experience <laughs> instead of 350 dollars. and i know i mean you don't want to i not emailed all our members this year because the elk rut was horrible in arizona alex did you get an email antler <laughs> I, I did <laughs> i emailed all the members that got drawn i should say he just doesn't want me to go help me you work it you're gonna be up on that mountain by yourself it's gonna be cold as shit your hands are gonna be cold you're not gonna have a guy to rub your neck when you start uh, to get sore hey, i put an order in pack for out the meat yeah, we should. Okay, I'll put an order in right now. <laughs> but, but I want to. I wanted to ask you. Uh, we talked a lot about that Kaibab hunt, and what what is the? If you don't know the number, put the strip into it as well. What is your? What What do you think your clientele is archery to rifle and? Do you even care, or do you have a preference over one or the other when you're talking about your membership? Are you seeing a lot? Is it a lot more archery guys that are booking with you, or is it kind of an even mix? Well, Just, not, not everyone does question. archery. In fact, archery is probably the easier way to get drawn in these western states because everyone shoots a rifle, but not everyone shoots a bow. So if you want to buck the odds and you want to try to get drawn sooner rather than later, all the archery hunts are always the best way to go. Yeah. Sure. That's what I was wondering. Is have, have people clued into that and then they kind of... Not really. No. You know, hmm. you think... And, and here's the thing. Have an insight about the state you're from is huge. So the nice thing about what we do, especially for Arizona, being that I was born and raised there and I've hunted there for my whole life, is like we know what's hot right now. I know what's cold. Yeah. I know what's gotten better, what's getting worse. The Kaiba the last four years has been amazing. They've cut down the tags half. They've really established it back the way it was when I was in high school, where there's a lot of good four, five, six-year-old deer. A lot of people don't know that. The Kaibab got really bad because they've, they had too many tags. They had the early rifle hunt. They have 1,000 tags in 12A West. Then they'd have, they would have an, they would basically let every person from California come over with a archery deer tag without having, without having to even um, whatever get drawn it was just over the counter and everyone from California there would be 3,000 4,000 people there hunting and killing all those two points before they got up to Who's the out there with ethical you? age oh sorry I'm just we're, we're actually we're talking so long that whatever our, you think our beers and Jack Daniels we're having a run our, be, a, our beer and Jack Daniels our, our Budweiser's and Jack Daniels went a little low so <laughs> we're having the girls come in and get us oh hey bud Chase, come here. Chase, somebody we, I, picked you up from school today. I was just, uh, I was just talking about you. Say hi to Uncle Jared, buddy. Buddy. Hi. Whatever. <laughs> you want me to get you? No. Well, I mean, that's fine. Where? Okay. Say hi. Hi. Say hi, hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Whatever you want. We were just talking about you. Guess what? What? So, oh, this is. I'm glad. I I wanted to ask this question thirty minutes ago when you mentioned this. 
but now the chase is here. Look at the girls. Yeah, yeah, that girl. He's got Bud Light. He's got it. <laughs> I wanted to, so you you mentioned in Arizona that you can gift your tag to a kid up until eighteen to your kids or your the grandparents to their grandkids. Okay, so related. is that resident or could I gift it to him if I drew a tag? Yeah, you could gift it to him. Absolutely. Really? Wow. If so a non-resident could draw a tag in Arizona. And I could gift it to him at what age? Does he have to be of a certain age? He's got to be, you can hunt in Arizona when you're 10, as long as you take the hunter safety course. If you haven't done, you can start when you're 14. You can start applying him for bonus points when he's 10, but he can't actually get drawn and hunt until he's 14 if he hasn't taken the hunter safety course. But if you've got to go to Arizona to take it. Through your state. Yeah. You can have a California or Nevada one or whatever. He's got to come to Arizona. They do a one-day field. And the nice thing about Arizona, too, by the way, once you get that hunter safety course, they give you a bonus point that you can never lose for every species. So wow. if you go take it, they'll give you a bonus point for every species you can never lose. Does is, that count if you're 40? Nice. <laughs> yep, that counts if you're See, 40 that's or 50 I, That's a great question. Like, my son, I would love to start putting him in with that. I'd pay his 350 bucks a year. Yeah, and that's what a lot of the ads, too. 10 years old. And we're going to come up with a family discount plan because a lot of dads or moms have multiple kids and they want them all to be covered. So we need to, and the dad's flipping the bill for everybody. So well, see, like if I signed up with you and which I will, I know I will, I'm going to be my business partner, my son, you know, there's going to be a few people we'll talk about, but yeah. yeah I, well, and we'll, we can always transfer you guys over to a family plan once we create it. So you could start paying now. And then once it comes out, we could reduce it over and, and get you guys to a family plan. But yeah, you're absolutely able to give your tag when you draw and even as a member. So if Clay was a member and his son wasn't and he gets drawn and he wants to gift it to his son, the membership will transfer over to his son. So that's nice because then he can say, hey, I'm going to bring my son up and I'll pay for his son's hunt. And Chad or Clay will be able to come up as a guest and hunt with his and hunt with his son. So a lot of people don't know that you can gift your tags to your kids and up to their 18 once they get over 18 it's you know they're would you suggest own. we all just do the same just all do it i mean that's probably the better way instead yeah. of gifting it and doing that it's well yeah because see if you can apply your son he gets a chance to draw and then if you apply he gets a chance to draw on your oh. on your points so there's two chances for him to draw. So I definitely, I put my son in the same thing. I put my son in and I put myself in. If I get the tag, I'll give it to him. If he gets the tag, great. So he gets two chances to draw. Very good point. Now, who's going to get the referral fee from Jared? Is that going to be me? <laughs> <laughs> I yes, feel like it should we, be. Clay's already been signed up for four program. years. He ain't referred a single person to this whole he thing. I mean, and it's funny because most people don't. I have thousands of members and the members love the idea but it's so funny that they go home and they just keep it under their hat. They're no, like, it, I got it. I'm not, dialed not in. We're group. good. Not this well, group. We're good. No, but that's a hunter in general, yeah, right? Yeah. They, they think they've got this, the, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you, you maybe probably piss some people off when you just spoke about that Kaibab thing because there's probably some guys out there that know that too and they're not telling any of their buddies <laughs> right. that they should be putting in there. 100%. They're all going to hear this show and go, that mother just told our secret. You know, so I yeah, can see that, Kai right? Kaibab's not a big secret. No, but, you know, like he said, it's getting better to where yeah. it got worse. You know, they're, if 
there's people that have quit putting in for it, but you know, you got you got guys that'll sign up for your program, but they won't tell their friends because they think they got like an upper hand on it, right? They don't want any more. Exactly. They don't want any more tags. They don't want a competition. In the, in the, right. They don't want a competition right, right, trying right. to rot. That's just hunter in general. In yeah, general. That's hunters yep. in general. But yeah. by them, them taking those tags that we had a ton of Californians, nothing against California. I did done the same thing, but we had our best areas where it was over the counter, and so people are coming over. So they quit that and they started in 2018. They put the Kaibab on an archery draw for the first time ever. I'm sorry, 2013. No, I'm sorry, it's 2008. Let me go back. 2008 was the first time they ever put the Kaibab on archery for the draw. They had over 15, I believe it was 1,500 tags the first time they did it. Now they are down, you know, eight, nine years later, they are down to 450. So they've cut those tags in half, they've cut the early rifle tags in half, and they've cut the late rifle tags in half. Now, what does that mean for guys living outside the state? Is it harder to get drawn? Yes, it is, because the tags are in half. However, what does that mean for the hunting experience and the quality of deer? When you are drawn. Much better. So worth it. It, it's a double-edged sword. If you want good quality hunting, it's going to be hard and longer to get applied. You can't have easy application and quality hunting. It just doesn't work that way. You can take any chick home from a bar. If you want to take a good one home, it takes a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> a little more convincing. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> so the Kaibab has gotten really good the last four or five years because they've cut all the tags in half. And now, four years later, we're seeing those deer, instead of getting shot when they're a spike or a two-point or three-point, because a lot of hunters have their kids or they'll they'll just meet hunt and they'll shoot a two point if you're trophy hunting kaibab has been really good right now because you see a lot more four five six and seven year old deer four years now that they've they've changed the policies i got one question for you Josh. what are you coming across with the predators in your hunting areas no predators really except in the strip um the mountain lions have nobody hunts them and on the strip the mule deer for sure the, the mountain lion is the number one predator yes and uh that we we have seen a lot of our big bucks that we follow you know we name these bucks we watch them as they grow up and they're two years old three years old four years old we'll watch them and if they don't get shot by a hunter most of them get killed by a lion that's a shame yeah are you uh are you seeing mountain lions and stuff when you're glassing or is it is it is cameras. it not that kind of area you're seeing it's on the cameras. cameras and stuff? Oh, there's a lot of lions on cameras. It's not it's not uncommon to get four or five lions on one camera. Uh, a mom too. with five cubs. Here too. You know? Do you do you find your bigger bucks, your two forties, whatever, are by themselves? Or yes, and they get killed a lot. I by was lions. just gonna say, those bigger bucks older. are not just older, but they're, they're nonchalant and they're just those they're lions vic- are victims of their own they think they're they're cool you know yeah. everything's fine and yeah. they they're docile they're by themselves and they don't have anything to worry about and then all of a sudden the lion gets them yep. are yeah, you absolutely are, are you do you go out and shed hunt and find deadheads and stuff like that down the strip or not allowed to or no you're totally allowed to uh there's no season like in utah they made a stupid season where you had to you same with like nevada shed hunt and something yeah. that's dumb travis uh, uh my boy chase here has a question he says hold on no, no, no. You got to come right here. So you're saying when I turn 10 on December 22nd, I can go to Arizona and do the hunter safety, and then my dad can give, give me a tag if I pull me, like a deer tag? Yes. So here's what you're going to do, and all the dads out there listening that have kids that are 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, do yourself a favor, do your kids a favor, start applying them for all these Western states, 
because when they get old enough to hunt and they can draw a tag, they're going to thank you for doing it, number one. You know how many times I hear, oh, I wish I started this five, six, seven years ago. <laughs> I just called a guy today that was asking about the membership, and he's like, man, I wish I'd have done this. Have you started the family yet? Or are you going to do it no. by this year? Are you going to have it ready by January I'm, or no, next year? No, probably not. It's probably going to be 2021, uh, 22. So he's talking about so. a family membership instead of me paying $500 per state for all the species. Yeah, whole it's family, gonna, which we whole, talked about while you were out. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, correct. Sorry, I, like I said, I didn't even know we wouldn't have to get off this podcast, but yeah. I, I, we, him and I need to talk, and I'll, <laughs> we're going to set this up. Hey, <laughs> but I'll get back to your son's question. Yeah, Here's ahead. what you want to do as a dad. Yes. So what I want to do, even if you can't hunt at 10, and even if you haven't taken the hunter safety, you can still apply for a bonus point. So have your dad apply you for the draw to get a bonus point. And the cool thing is your dad can also apply for himself. So the son has two chances to draw, one for himself and one from his dad, which is awesome, right? Yeah. So here's what they do for the hunter safety. You do online, so you can do half the course online, and then the other half, you'll have to go to Arizona for one day, and they do like four or five hours, and they do a field day, and you get to shoot a rifle, they go over all the hunts, and they tell you exactly what to do. And once you're done with that course, then you can start hunting at 10 years old. Wow. Chase, mm -hmm. have you ever actually gotten an animal? I have gotten one coyote. Who'd you get it with? <laughs> Alex Cosby, I was nice. on his lap. So I guess I better go to Arizona with you when you get that <laughs> tag, huh? And, and it's then, a proven- What else have you gotten? common denominator um, they call it in one redhead one legend a redhead from where um canvas back duck club with what bar, what bar, there aren't many what girls bar, that run around bar, that canvas back what duck bar club. Did you get from bullies you get it from bullies <laughs> redhead <laughs> so a redhead duck a what duck and what else a widgeon yep and then another redhead and then another widgeon wasn't that that widgeon you got this year was nice yeah. too man so he's yeah, that widgeon. there it is that widgeon right there that's the widgeon right so my boy, he likes hunting, huh, buddy? Mm -hmm. Uh huh. He's 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 all he's crazy because Travis, you YouTube, right? These kids with YouTube. He he goes, hey, Dad. Uh, did you know if we went to Texas, I could kill something right now? That's right. And, I, and I'm like, I <laughs> okay. Dude. So he, he, what's the problem, Dad? Yeah, no, Why am I not in Texas yeah, right now, right? honey? Hello. So, so he's all about it. He's all about it. I'm trying to be in a helicopter shooting pigs or something. Yeah, yeah. right, Dad. <laughs> so that's a cool thing. I, I, I mean, we we've already already been talking for almost two hours again, and I love it, Travis. I love that you've come up with this. I, I'm really pissed that I didn't come up with it myself because it's an unbelievable <laughs> it's a, business. A great, yeah, great business. That's something not, I need to talk to you about after this because I got an idea. Okay cool same exact thing but we're gonna call it one dollar guide fees <laughs> <laughs> we'll be broke in two months uh, so but no i i want to say thank you first of all we we're gonna we're gonna end this one chav we might do another thanks one for having you. me no but i, I just want to say thank you because like you're saying it includes everybody 350 is not a big deal 500 is not even a big deal and even a thousand dollars is not a big deal if you are passionate about hunting twofold eventually it's going to come back to me but also there's a part of people that you know if a guy goes kills a 250 with you i'm i had a little part of that you know i paid for that hunt a little mm -hmm. bit and it makes me feel good because hunters are doing hunters and we need more hunters and if we can get more people involved and as as parents can get their kids involved and i can say hell my girlfriend's kids i want to get them involved there's just so many aspects 
of being able not just getting him involved in hunting as a parent but being successful as well because you up your odds being successful with a guy if i wanted to go to these states that i had no idea have no idea about i can bring chase down there in arizona he can be successful and that's what it's about to me absolutely and so i just i want to say thank you for coming up with the idea it's awesome and chase has his hand up like he just got out of school once asked another question <laughs> i mean this is wrapping up what's your question um ewan is 10 so he could do it right now yeah that's his brother but we're not talking about that anymore we already know what we can do with kids but but wait yeah. a minute joe bud take her easy there but <laughs> I, I just want to say thank you it's awesome and as as a parent yes get your kids involved because by the time they're 15 17 they're going to be able to go hunt in these states and and be successful and it's what it's all about i never knew this was a possibility and you've definitely enlightened me on some yeah things. Awesome. So, no it's really yeah, cool no, i can't wait to get my son involved with this now i mean my wife wants to go start killing bucks i mean so this makes it very simple yeah and and, and you don't, I, we didn't really talk about it but so 350 for single 500 for all your species but then you don't know anything about new mexico you don't know anything Not about arizona so for 30 extra dollars or something or hundred dollars or whatever he'll do all the tags for you he'll i mean for a processing fee and he'll do all put all in the applications he'll take care of everything for you so it's it's really it's one really one-stop shop it's it's a no-brainer in my eye so I don't know why you haven't done it yet, no, Crosby. You but family and you involved everybody. <laughs> I just found out about it yesterday. I've been getting screwed. You got time. I've been got getting time. screwed yeah. for the last four years. I didn't you even feel it. You got time till. And, and he is going to get drawn before the I buildings know. because just you karma. didn't know about just it. Karma. Just karma. Just going to come back. And, Both of these guys, Jared and Alex, will be. Maybe I'll before. let him share hey, my well, bonus points. Alex and I'll just there go without go. the rest of these guys. That's, That's a great idea. I'll just have you share my bonus points, and we'll get drawn sooner because in Arizona you can split those points. I love it. Thank you. We're going to end this one here. I just want to say thank you to all our partners. This podcast today has been brought to you by Benelli Rifles. Their new Lupo rifle, insane. Got some awesome calibers. Going to be coming out with some more calipers throughout the years. But check them out. Lupo from Benelli. Not just shotguns anymore, folks. Get the rifle. Support them. Support our partners. I appreciate everything that you guys do for us. Alex, you got any final words? I do. I got a lot of final words. Ooh, Most of them not just to, to me. I know oh, to, to Travis. Right. Say thank you. You want us to wait till later? Yes. We're going to have a discussion later. ZeroGuideFees.com. ZeroGuideFees.com. Check I'm it out. Not to you yet. Oh, Your no, final words sorry. aren't up yet. We're to sorry. Alex. Final I, words. Don't wait four years to get in on it. Get in on it now. <laughs> no, have, I really... I really better friends that support you. Tell I, you about everything. Right. <laughs> I, I do. I, I really do. If you guys get a chance, Google... Uh, Google this uh, this young man's uh, success story, his father's success story. I spent a few minutes on it last night, and they're just they've they've killed some unbelievable stuff. Obviously, he's got this cool new program that um, you know helps you get into the field with some talented folks. Yep, if you, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, this game isn't for you, you know. But if you're uh, if you're interested in like me doing a strip hunt, and and you don't have the time or resources no. to go down and scout a brand new area that i've never been to the strip i don't want i don't want my first five days of a maybe once in a lifetime hunt to be spent figuring out where the roads go you know what i mean so yeah. uh <laughs> it's the truth it is and and that's what i really i really uh i was enlightened yesterday greatly disappointed in my friend clay 
and enlightened by my new friend Travis. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Jared, thank you for sitting in. I, I saw those pictures that you were showing him. Obviously, you've awesome got deer. to... Of the deer or... Yeah, the deer. Oh, okay. Oh, Jared, yeah. any final words, sir? Honestly, I'm... I feel privileged and thankful to be in on this. Nice to meet you fellows. I've, I've learned a lot by this conversation. Absolutely. Um, something that I think, like Travis said, is a no-brainer that I want to get my family involved. The really cool do. thing is, for every person that signs up, it's like a pyramid scheme with me now. With every person I sign up, you get enough. I get, out of me. A, you get enough. I out get. Of me. I get a free baseball that he signed yeah. from when he was playing with the Mariners. Let me tell you something that happened while you were That's gone. That's worth nothing, by the way. <laughs> nothing. Well, what are all the teams you played with, by the way? Just Wait the Cardinals and Mariners. Oh, just the Cardinals you guys and Mariners. guys are pro-jock. We didn't uh, even know it. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. We already established that uh, his uh, referral fee goes to me because you literally screwed me uh, for I think, four I years. Think, I think he's out, Alex, you and I. Uh, no, right. actually, I, yeah, and I'll pay for yours. You pay for mine exactly. and we'll go together. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Mr. Travis McClendon, yes, thank, thank you so you much. So much what is, uh, let, him, well, let him have his I last. I don't know what I'm going to say. What's your mm-hmm. final word, sir? <laughs> Mariners well, and the Cardinals. Well, thank you for, uh, really, seriously, it's been awesome just chatting with you guys. We get to hang out yesterday. It was awesome to hang out tonight and tomorrow for the birthday bash, but it's, yep. uh, I... I, I, just to get the platform to have this to, to tell people about it. Yep. Yes, is it about making money? Sure, the membership makes money, but it also provides a work. It's a win-win for everybody. Yep. It's a win for me because we can, can cash flow memberships, and it's a win for you because you don't have to pay guide fees. Yep. So everybody wins in this deal. That's how it's done. And if you want more information, you know, go to zeroguidefees.com. Uh, we'll be coming out next September, uh, just under a year from now, with the Guide Life. It'll be on our YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to launch it there, hopefully, unless I work a deal out with Chad. <laughs> and uh, and you'll be able to watch actual members who have gotten drawn, who have got to go out and hunt and make it happen. So they've paid their membership. We've paid for their hunt, and they've killed some awesome animals. And we get to put that on TV and show everybody that you can do it too. We can do the applications. We can get you applied, and we can pay for your hunts. It's all a one-stop shop. And that's the beautiful thing about the program. Don't understand why anybody wouldn't do it. I know. Well, I love you, buddy. I appreciate you coming out from Thank Arizona you. and, and uh, blessing us with your presence. Utah. <laughs> Utah? Well, he's in St. George, but he... I, got a, I have a house in Arizona. Yeah. I, that's where I hunt and live. Yeah, exactly. I claim Arizona. Not a boy. <laughs> Travis, many more years to you and your service. Thanks, and uh, Jared, love you. Alex, you, I hope I can regain your friendship. We're Thank you, Hey, Clay, I appreciate That's you inviting right. me on this podcast. Yeah, buddy. Chase, Until next time. Redheads. Yeah. Until <laughs> <laughs> next time, folks, we'll see you out there in that podcast world. Peace. But I'm just down home, Southern, y'all. I don't need nothing, just enough to get me by. And I was raised in her days when you shake a man's hand looking square in the eye. I'm real cool, old school, don't lie to me, fool, ain't a thing about me, babe. I'm a modern-day John Wayne with my daddy's last name.